Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, February 18th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the minimum wage and how it's causing problems for Democrats looking to pass Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. Number two, the day is finally here for that Robin Hood hearing, how to watch the hearing like an insider. And number three, outside Republican groups are ramping up a pressure campaign to reopen schools, how they are using this issue to try and regain some ground in the suburbs. All right, Jake, the $15 minimum wage, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, and it's a thorny issue for Democrats. Progressives want this in the bill, but there could be some real procedural hurdles. Yeah, there's likely to be procedural hurdles. Right now, uh, Democrats in the House are are pushing to get this COVID relief package through. They've been delayed, uh, as we've said a couple times. They've been delayed. They don't expect to pass this package until next weekend, which is a lot later than they thought. Um, and it's right now it's overpriced. It's uh, there are provisions in there that are going to fall out. It's a little bit of a mess at the moment. I mean, legislating is oftentimes a mess. And the question is, you know, there's not much time and Democrats have to basically pitch a perfect game. We've been saying that since the beginning. Any misstep here will uh, sideline this package and, and force it past the March 14th deadline. Yeah, but the $15 minimum wage, right? I think it's super arcane. And for the average person who's just following this, I'm sure it's really frustrating, right? You either feel like it shouldn't be in there because the politics and the policy is bad, or it should be in there because it's the politics are and the policy is good. But this is really where some of these weird ways that the Senate works, the Byrd rule after Robert Byrd, the senator from West Virginia, um, and it basically is going to be whether or not the parliamentarian decides that whether or not this can go in if it's germane to the bill, which is a big issue because progressives want this. Some moderates like Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema in the Senate have said they don't believe that this should be part of it. And so not only is it just they have to pitch a perfect game, but the politics are getting a little thorny. Yeah, I, I would also say that, like, if it doesn't end up in the bill, and it, it probably will not if you talk to a lot of senior Democratic aides, uh, what does that do to the final vote, right? Do do liberals freak out and say we're not voting for something without the minimum wage, even if, even if it can't on the merits end up in the bill, right? I mean, if the rules prevent it from being in the bill, will liberals still freak out? All right, the number two story of the day. It is finally here, the Robin Hood hearing. We've been focused on this intently in Punchbowl News' newsletters in terms of who's representing which company, what the strategy is. How do you think people should watch this hearing like an insider? A few things. I mean, what we say this morning in Punchbowl News is there are hearings and then there are hearings, right? There are hearings that you uh, that explore tax policy or spending or military policy. And then there's hearings like this. The This is a hearing that has a um, where people are going to want blood, not blood, literally, but people are going to want explanations. They're going to want to understand what re- what went wrong. And frankly, um, 
there's a lot of explaining here to do. Um, and so uh, just really quickly, we're talking about Robinhood, GameStop, Reddit, Citadel, and Melvin Capital. Obviously, as most people know, GameStop is a stock that went through the roof. Uh, Melvin Capital was betting it would go down. A bunch of investors on Reddit drove the price up, and they made a lot of money, and Melvin Capital lost a lot of money. So we're going to get questions about short selling, about uh, so-called meme investing, these investors who go on Reddit and talk about stocks and drive the stock up. Um, we're going to talk about they're going to talk about all sorts of uh, these modern uh, market, quote unquote, manipulation ta tactics and techniques. Uh, and I would imagine this it'll be a little bit less dramatic because this hearing is being conducted on zoom and uh, uh not in person usually when it's in person it's pretty it's pretty pretty dramatic but i imagine this will be on cnbc fox business bloomberg all day today yeah it's interesting because uh, to your point you know when we've been talking to some members about this oftentimes these kinds of hearings are really where members of Congress kind of make their name because they can go after, you know, what can often be perceived as the boogeyman, the the CEO, the the person who a lot of the, you know, people don't like. But because of technical issues, I think there's, but you know, some potential problems for this being a little bit of a hearing that goes in fits and starts. We did speak to um, a real high profile kind of Democratic operative, Joel Johnson at Finsbury Glover hearing, and he's not involved in this hearing, but I thought it was super interesting to talk to him about how do you prepare an executive for this to be on the hot seat? And his, you know, kind of four explanations that I thought were super interesting. His kind of the rules of the road was accept responsibility, explain, explain some more, prepare like crazy. So you have your core messages looked in and never, never lose your cool. All right, the number three story of the day for us is, I actually think it's pretty interesting. Basically, we have some Republicans who are starting a campaign around reopening schools, a very contentious issue right now. And to me, it is a little bit less of necessarily even what the political issue is, but it's a way that they're trying to get back into the suburbs. Yeah, I mean, schools, I would say, if, if you're looking at the broad um, range of um, issues right now that, that Democrats are struggling with, opening schools is a big one. And it's kind of ironic, right? Because the federal government doesn't open and close schools. They provide recommendations by which cities and states and localities uh, make that decision, but they don't really actually uh, make the decision themselves. So it's a little bit of a, of a red herring in a sense, but the Biden administration has been all over the place on schools. And I think, frankly, uh, that that Republicans do have an opportunity here. I, I kind of wonder, Anna, though, if the opportunity is as good as they think it is, because it, frankly, at the end of the day, uh, the elections in two, in, a, in two years, basically, and schools are going to be open. then. <laughs> and I'm not sure people maybe people will remember that schools were closed and they had a tough time. I mean, listen, I've got kids. My schools are are closed and it's not easy. But um I just wonder if if people are going to be voting on that in two years. Yeah, I, mean, I think your your point is well well taken. I, I will say I do think what's interesting here though is Republicans, you know, haven't found something to be unified against really, except for maybe this COVID relief package in the post Trump era, and certainly the push to reopen schools is one of those issues where Republicans are pretty much all on the same page. 
I do think it will be interesting to see what kind of message testing they see that works on this issue for the suburbs. Is this just a way even to frankly, I mean, the, the suburban voters were so turned off by Donald Trump, particularly in this last election. Is there just, I mean, even a way to make the conversation to reopen it. That I think is what this is a lot uh, about in terms of kind of understanding pressure testing where some messaging might work for Republicans in an, in an area that they're going to have to find ways back into talking to suburban voters if they want to regain the majorities. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, and and remember, and we you've you've mentioned this, but it's worth restating the their their problems in the in the suburbs are huge, and it's just been a massive shift whereby they kind of ruled the suburbs for a long time. Ben Folds would say they were rocking the suburbs. Um, <laughs> oh man, that was, the, that was the core of their constituency for many years, and now uh, uh, it's slipped away from them. Thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and a review. You could also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.